0: If the last few years have taught us anything, it's that stress and anxiety can cause a lot of harm, both mentally and physically. Stress contributes to poor sleep, fatigue, and mental fogginess. So how do we prevent or reverse this? Well, Organifi Harmony was created to support women specifically. Harmony combines 12 superfood ingredients into a delicious cacao and chocolate-flavored superfood blend That not only helps PMS symptoms like bloating, fatigue, and mood swings, but also promotes better balanced hormones every day for improved women's health. You compare Harmony with Organifi Green Juice in the morning, which helps aid in healthier responses to stress, and this creates the perfect one-two punch against PMS. Organifi is a line of organic superfood blends that offer plant-based nutrition with high quality ingredients and less than three grams of sugar. This Christmas, try Organifi Harmony to help you move from a depleted to nourished state and get back to the state of harmony you desire. You can experience Organifi's high-quality superfoods for less than $3 a day. Go to best slash bestofyou and use code bestofyou for 20% off your order. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I dot com slash bestofyou. And use code you" for 20% off any item. Hey, everyone. I'm Dr. Allison, and I'm so glad you're here to discover what brings out the best of you. This podcast is all about breaking free from painful patterns, mending the past, and discovering our true selves in God. I can't wait to get started as we learn together how to become the best version of who we are with God's help. Hey, everyone. Merry Christmas. Welcome back to the Best of You podcast. This is our last episode of 2022. I'll be taking next week off, but I am so excited to be here with you today to wrap up this series on managing perceptions versus authentic connection. I have a topic today that I think feeds right into the Christmas story, and the topic is power. And especially for women, there's so many ways we have a sort of tenuous, tricky relationship with power, both our own and the power that we see all around us, especially when it's been misused, which seems so prevalent, especially today. Before we get into the episode, I just wanna thank all of you who filled out the survey. Hundreds of you took the time to fill that out and gave me such helpful information as we think about the next year ahead. Several of you mentioned in the survey that you wanted a place to find the resources mentioned in each podcast episode. Well, I have such a place, so I wanted to take a moment and just remind you that every episode of this podcast has a page on my website, It's drallisoncook.com backslash podcast. All of the resources, books, scriptures, and even the quotes mentioned in every podcast episode are listed on that episode's podcast page. We also provide a full transcript of every episode for you. So if you wanna go back and read an episode transcript, you can do that. So please check out those resources at drallisoncook.com backslash podcast. Secondly, take a moment to subscribe. As I said, I'll be taking next week off, but we're gonna hit the ground running in the new year with some exciting new episodes, as well as new ways to connect, new ways for me to engage with your questions on the podcast, as well as in some other new ways that we're excited to announce. So please subscribe to the podcast if you haven't, because that way you won't miss an episode. It'll pop up right in your feed every Thursday morning, You can also sign up for my free weekly email. It goes out every Thursday, and I often share additional insights, other things I've thought about related to this week's episode. So it's a great way to stay in touch. I also announce new specials or new content I'm offering there, and you get three free eBooks when you sign up for that email. So take a moment. You can go to my website, drallisoncook.com and sign up for that weekly email. I'll also put the link in the episode show notes. So today is our last episode of this series on managing perceptions versus authentic connection. And we started off this series talking about the many ways we tend to manage perceptions, which means we try to get other people to see us in a certain way, instead of showing up authentically, being real, being the person we really are, it doesn't mean that we don't have our guard up in a healthy way, right? We don't just go show all of who we are just to anybody. Trust has to be earned. But even when you're protecting yourself in a healthy way, even when you're going into a relationship knowing I need to be careful here, you can still show up authentically instead of, trying to get that person to see you the way that you want. And this last episode gets into this idea of power. And power really underlies all of these ways that we manage perceptions because we're trying to get power, okay? So while this is an episode in and of itself, it also sort of ties up All these ways, whether you're pleasing, producing, performing, perfecting, you know, whatever method you use, what we're trying to do, these parts of us that do these things, these parts of us that perfect, please, perform, produce, even power over, which is the more overt one, they're always, we're trying to get power. We're trying to get power. We're trying to get people to see us in a certain way. Way, and that brings me right to where I want to start. What is power? We tend to think of power often as a bad thing, we tend to think of people who power over as dominating, controlling people who misuse power. And again, we have so many examples of a misuse of power that I really think that we've begun almost to equate power with something bad, right? Power is someone who hurts other people to stay in control, to keep their own power. But here's the thing. Here's how the dictionary defines power. It's the capacity to direct or influence the behavior of others or to direct or influence the course of events. So power is the capacity we all have to influence others. Think about that for a second. If you're a parent, you have power to influence your child. It's sort of scary and and there should be a healthy fear when we think about power, right? I wanna be clear about that. Healthy power goes hand in hand with a healthy fear and trembling because we are fallen creatures. We will misuse the power we have. We are not God. God has power and God does not misuse his power. God only uses his power to influence us to influence the course of events for good, right? There's also an enemy. The enemy of our souls only misuses power, only influences us, influences the course of events for bad. That's the enemy of our souls. But God only uses his power for good, Now, somewhere in there, we humans are a mixture. We are a mixture. We can use our power for great good and we can do harm because we're fallen humans. And I just wanna name that, especially if you're a parent, because I started with parenting. That's sort of the hardest one, right? Because it's the most obvious place where there's a power differential. We as parents have a lot of power. We have a lot of influence in our kids' lives. We have power in our friends' lives. We have power in our workplace. Sometimes it doesn't feel like we have any power. We feel powerless, and there are many reasons for that. If someone else has misused their power to put us in a position of feeling like we have no choices, like we are trapped, that's a terrible place to be. And if you are feeling powerless I want you to get help. I want you to learn to find small ways to reclaim your power because power at the end of the day is something we all need to have a relationship with. We need to understand the power that we have so that we can use it wisely, so that we can use it for good. A recent survey found that 7 in 10 parents get an average of just 3 hours of sleep a night in their baby's first year. Moms, you deserve to have quality sleep, and I know one thing that will help. It's Cozy Earth. You can discover the secret to better sleep with Cozy Earth's luxurious bedding products. And here's an exclusive Mother's Day offer just for our listeners. Use code You for 35% off at CozyEarth.com. Cozy Earth bedding products are crafted with temperature-regulating technology that adapts to your body's needs through all phases of motherhood. And they use only the very best fabrics, materials, and weaves, offering superior softness that invites you to sink into a world of comfort. The best part is, Cozy Earth stands by the quality and longevity of their products. Enjoy a 100-night sleep trial and a 10-year warranty on all purchases. They're built to last through the hardest days and the longest nights. Treat yourself to ultimate comfort with Cozy Earth bedding and sleepwear and prioritize your self-care and sleep health. Head over to CozyEarth.com and use promo code You for an exclusive 35% off. The luxury she deserves. Cozy Earth. Getting high-quality food and household essentials delivered right to my doorstep, whether it's my favorite Dave's Killer Bread, incredible wine, or seventh-generation cleaning supplies has been a game-changer for me. I love that Thrive Market only allows trusted, top-quality ingredients while restricting thousands of harmful ingredients like artificial flavors, high-fructose corn syrup, and more. And with just a few clicks, I can filter out ingredients that I don't want, like gluten or high-sugar content, making it so easy to find the items I need for my family. Best of all, when you join Thrive Market, you are also helping a family in need with their one-for-one membership matching program. You join, they give. Save time and money and shop Thrive Market today. Go to thrivemarket.com slash best of you for 30% off your first order, plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash best of you. thrivemarket.com slash best of you. Now, in my book, The Best of You, for those of you who've read it, I describe six harmful parenting patterns. I also describe seven friendship red flags, and I get into these ways that we manage perceptions. And I also talk about how churches can abuse power. All of these chapters where I talk about this are getting into ways we can misuse power. So instead of Showing up authentically with confidence, even naming hard things, even exerting healthy influence, right? That's healthy power. But instead of doing that, we pivot. And out of our fear and out of our insecurities and out of our wounds and out of our unhealed shame, we try to force people to do things. We try to manipulate other people's perceptions. We try to demand loyalty. And we might do this in forceful ways, or we might do this in subtle ways, right? There are the overt ways that power gets misused, the narcissistic power that tries to keep you always only focused on them, the controlling power that overtly tries to dictate Your behaviors, the powering over through gaslighting that won't let you get a word in. You have no say in the narrative. Every word you use is used against you. Those are really obvious ways that power gets misused. Now, listen, I mean, obvious. It doesn't mean it's not easy to get sucked into these because it is, but these are overt ways that we misuse power. There are more subtle ways we can misuse power through guilt tripping right, through trying to get someone to feel guilty so they'll do the thing we want them to do. There's through manipulation, ways that we can take advantage of other people's good heart, ways other people may have taken advantage of you, of your empathy, right, of your kindness. And instead of humbling themselves to apologize, they start to manipulate you, And there's the power of criticism, frankly, of being judgmental. We feel better about ourselves. We puff up our own false sense of power by dragging others down. So there are a lot of ways that we misuse power. Power is tricky. And I think women in particular have a tenuous relationship with power. And I think for most women, not for all women, I'm broadly generalizing here, but many of us haven't felt that we have power. We haven't felt empowered. We don't understand what it means to feel powerful, right? In fact, we fear that in ourselves. We've been taught we're not supposed to have power. Isn't that bad? Why should I want power? Power is bad. And so what happens is we we sort of stay at the mercy of other people who are okay with having power and wield their power. Now, hopefully we get lucky and we're with someone who wields their power for good. But what I wanna propose to you is this idea of shared power. What if we all have a little bit of God-given power And we can use it for ill, yes. But we all have the capacity to use our power for good. Remember that definition. Power is the capacity to direct or influence the behaviors of others or the course of events. You have power. Now, let me give you a simple example. We're going into Christmas. I've been talking about this on and on, almost every episode, especially in the series on boundaries. But you have power on Christmas Day. You have power over the schedule. Now, you may not have ultimate power. You may not have complete power. I'm not saying that it's up to you to become a dictator, right? That would be a misuse of power. But you do have some power. You do have some power to say, you know what? I don't want to do that this year. Or I need to minimize my exposure to that activity or that person this year. I have some power. Right now, I want you to consider, I have some power. I can make decisions that will be good for me and that, yes, might impact or influence the course of events, which means that my decisions might influence other people. I might need to exert some power with my kids to say, hey, this is what we need to do this year. I know you might not like it, but I need you to trust me. This is what's best for our family. You might need to exert your power simply for yourself. If you live by yourself, what power do you have to bring in connection? What power do you have? I know you may not feel like you have much, right? It's so easy to feel like we are powerless in our circumstances. But I want you to consider the question what power do I have, and how could I use it for good? Maybe for good for someone else. And maybe you need to use that power for your own good, right? To influence your own. Course of activities for good. Maybe you need to bring something good into your day. Maybe you need to say no to something that would make you feel even worse, even more lonely. What power do you have? And talk to God, the author of power, the one who holds all the power and who gets inside and out how to use power for good. Talk to God. God, how can I use any shred of power you've given me for good this Christmas in my own life and in the lives of people I love? Christmas is almost here, and this time of year can bring a lot of stress and anxiety, whether it's shopping for your loved ones, figuring out the schedule, how to make everybody happy, travel. There's a lot to manage amidst the chaos. And I'm so excited to tell you about the Abide, Sleep, and Pray meditation app today. It's the number one Christian meditation app that helps you be your best and deepen your experience with the peace of Christ through biblical meditation. Listen, I have been using it at night to help me sleep, especially during this season when there's so many thoughts rolling through my mind as I go to bed. And I've just noticed I sleep better. It helps sort of soothe my mind as I am drifting off to sleep and I'm filling my mind with good things. With Abide's premium subscription services, you get early access to more content, ad-free meditation, and an experience you can cater to your needs. You have background music customization, a sleep timer, which is super helpful for me because I just want enough to go to sleep and then it turns itself off, and even a journal so you can note different reflections, and help you grow healthy habits and make them a part of your routine. Download the Abide app today and find peace amidst the chaos. Right now, I have a special offer when you subscribe. It's 25% off your first year when you sign up for the premium subscription, but only if you text my promo code You" to 22433. Don't wait. Download Abide Sleep and Pray Meditation today and text my promo code BEST OF YOU to 22433. That's 22433 today to get 25% off. read a quote to you. This is a quote by Marianne Williamson, and it's a powerful quote, and I just want you to hear it today as you even think about the holidays and even the new year. Here's the quote. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, talented? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightening about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. your own power, your own light, your own brightness, do you fear? What if you could use your power for good, not only in your own life, but in the lives of the people you love? Now, listen, I have struggled with claiming my own power. I struggle with it to this day. I don't like to think of having power. There's something about it that makes me want to shrink. But here's the thing that I've noticed If I don't understand and name the actual power that I have, I will do more harm. And this is where we get into, I will start to please, I will start to perform, I will start to produce, I will start to manage perceptions because I feel fearful. And so I slip into these ways of manipulating perceptions versus simply showing up as my true self as my God-given self, and trusting you to be your true self, your God-given self, and letting us each inhabit the powerful voice that God has given us to use for good in this world in partnership with God's Spirit. Misused power is about misplaced attempts for connection. Right? It all goes back to this deep longing for connection. And when we misuse our power, we are trying to subvert the healthy process of connecting to other humans. We need other people. We need to be loved. We need to belonging. We need trust. We need safety but we have to go about getting those things in healthy ways. We have to use our power to forge healthy connections in healthy ways. So how do we do that? How do we learn to harness our power in wise, healthy, good ways that forge authentic, beautiful, lasting, safe, good connections with others? Well, power used wisely starts inside you. It starts with naming your longings. I long for this person to see me. I long to feel less alone. I long to be loved. I long to be trusted. I long for connection, right? We have to get clear that at the root of this all is our deep desire to belong, to be loved, to be valued, to be honored, to be seen, right? This is at the root of all of this. And until we're really honest with ourselves that what I really want is for you to get me, to understand me, to see me, to take me as I am in both my good and in my blind spots, And in my brokenness that I'm still working on, right? That's what I really want here out of this interaction. And whether you're saying that or not, you know it. But when you know that, you're gonna be less tempted to try to manipulate, control, force, guilt trip, whatever the thing is that we do to try to get those things that are not healthy. So it starts with naming. It starts with owning deep in your core. What I long for is your love. What I long for is your respect. What I long for is for your forgiveness. What I long for is for your grace. What I long for is for your understanding. I can't demand that of you. I can't make you love me, respect me, forgive me, see me, understand me. I can't make you do that. I can't force it. I can't control it. It's what I long for. And so what I can do is let you know that I hope that you'll give me a shot, that I hope you'll see me. I hope you'll understand me. I hope you'll give me grace when I mess up, but I can never demand that. I can't force that. That's hard. That's a hard place to be. and We first have to go there inside ourselves and with God. Right? We have to first have to say, God, this is what I long for from this person. I want my child to understand where I've been coming from and to forgive me, but I can't demand that. I can't coerce that. I can't control that. What I long for is this friend to understand I didn't mean to hurt her, right? I want her to forgive me, but I can't demand that. I can't coerce that. What I long for is this person just to love me and see me. I want my parent or or this friend or my spouse to get me. But I can't command that. I can't demand that. I just have to continue to keep showing up as honestly and as authentically and, and naming what I long for when it's appropriate. That's all I can do. I cannot control the way other people respond to me, and that's vulnerable. The flip side, the underbelly of power is vulnerability, right? It's vulnerable to want other people to love us, to see us, to connect with us. It's vulnerable. We can't control other people. And so we have to think about power from that place, Vulnerability. Power used wisely is not weak. It's not being a doormat, but it's having the confidence to understand first and foremost, I long for this thing. Number one. And number two, I cannot force someone else to give it to me. So, number three, what can I do? What do I have control over? And this is where we have some power, right? I can apologize. I can communicate, right? I can go to someone and say, I adore you. I would love more of you in my life. (laughs) You know, we can go to someone and say, I value you and I'd love to make a plan to connect more on Christmas Day. Your presence is really soothing to me. It means a lot to me. Would you be available to spend some time with me over the holidays? And guess what? That's vulnerable because that person might say no. They might say, I don't have the capacity. But what we have power over is the ask. Power's got to flow from a deep understanding of what we need and what we want and what we can ask for. And it also has to flow from the humility that we cannot force other people to get us those good things we crave. It's vulnerable, right? So we've got to go to God first and say, God, I'm going to do this brave thing. I'm going to use a little of that God-given power. I can use my voice and I may not get what I want, but guess what? It's powerful. To have showed up on behalf of yourself and have said, this is what I need. And it's okay if you can't give it to me, I'll be disappointed, but this is what I need. There's also times when you need to exert power and you need to influence events which may influence other people and they may not like it. And this is when there's a power differential, when you're a parent is the best example, right? And you've got to make a decision because it's what's best for you and your kids may not like it. And again, you're exerting your power for good when you name it and you say, hey, listen, this is the plan that we've got to do as a family. You may not love this plan. This may not be your first choice. And I get that and I can honor that. But this is the plan that's the best for the best of us. I've thought about what each person needs. I understand what you want, what you want, what you want. This is the plan I've come up with. And it may not be the perfect plan, but it is the plan we're gonna do. And you are allowed, you get to have feelings about that plan. I get that you can be disappointed about it, but here's the plan. So this is the kind of power that you exert when you actually have some power, right? When you have power over kids, right? And you've gotta make a decision that's hard or or you've got power in your workplace and you've gotta say, hey, I get that this may not be what's best for everybody else and I'm sorry about that. That's hard, but as the leader here, I've got to make this hard decision. So here's what we're going to do. I'm open to feedback. But for now, here's the decision. I've made it in the best interest of all of us. And I'm hoping you can trust me on that. And if you've got you know hesitations, you've got reservations, I'm open to input. But this is the best decision I can make at this time. Right, so there's a way you can make decisions and you can exert power when you do have power over other people that still has humility, but that still has confidence. We gotta make decisions in life. We gotta exert power in life at times. It's just a fact. So we've gotta do it with humility and with confidence. There's so much more we can do on this, and we'll dig deeper into this topic in the new year because power is so much at the root of so much of everything. It's at the root of safety, It's at the root of trust. It gets into all these other things, right? If I've got power, I've gotta earn trust. I've gotta create safety. It doesn't mean being perfect, but it does mean really stewarding the power that we have. So step number one is we've just gotta understand that we do have power. But step number two is how do we honor other people as we steward the power that we have? To close today... I want to look at the Christmas story because here's the thing about this thing, this story that we celebrate every year at Christmas. Did you ever think of it as a story of power? This is arguably the most powerful day of the year. Maybe Easter is more powerful, right? The resurrection of Jesus from the dead, the resurrection of Christ is a powerful, powerful moment in history, probably arguably the most powerful moment in history. But when Jesus was born, there's also an example of power. And it's this humble power that I'm talking about today. It's this power that is the opposite of force, the opposite of coercion, the opposite of control. It's the power of a God who chose to leave all the glory and all the riches and all the wonder of heaven, Philippians 2, and come into the earth as the most vulnerable form of a baby. And not only a baby, a baby born into poverty, a baby born to a single mother, and a probably reluctant, confused stepdad in Joseph. I mean, these were not powerful circumstances that Jesus was born into. And yet, this most powerful being In all the universe, God showed up in the most tender, vulnerable of circumstances so as to bring safety to others. And making himself so vulnerable, so tender, that he could therefore then bring powerful healing to others. That tenderness of that baby brings powerful healing to others. And just pause on that for a second without me unpacking it. Think of your own tenderness as one of your most powerful assets. Because your tenderness, your ability to tap into those tender places inside of you. I'm hurting. I'm lonely. I'm disappointed. I feel powerless, right? That is the start of powerful healing. It's hard to get to the root of our tenderness, but that's what Jesus did. He became vulnerable, so tender, and in doing so became a source of tremendous Healing, the ultimate, powerful healing for all of us. So this Christmas, as you think about this baby, Jesus, who was born into a manger, into a stable, into poverty by everything we understand historically, into this mixed up family, right? That wasn't a socially acceptable, you know, family. As you think about Jesus and that tenderness, I want you to think about the tenderness inside of you. And just notice before God, areas where you're tender. And instead of shoving those feelings aside, what if naming those areas of tenderness is a form of power? It's powerful to name those areas of tenderness. It's powerful to name them in a journal, to name them before God, to name them to a safe person, a person who has earned your trust. There's power in vulnerability. It's a pearl, right? It's not a pearl you want to give to just anyone, especially if you're in a situation where someone else is misusing their power. I don't want you to give the tenderness of your vulnerability to someone who's misusing your power. But I do want you to begin to name it for yourself because the path to healthy power, to being someone who uses power for good in other people's lives starts with you using your God-given power for good inside yourself to be tender with the parts of you that are hurting, with the parts of you that are vulnerable. It starts with you using your God-given power for good inside of you. Jesus came into this earth and he went to the margins, he went to the hurting, he went to the poor, he went to the suffering, he went to the sick with the power of his healing and it started because he became the most powerless form himself. He understood powerlessness in himself, and he was therefore able to walk into other people's lives with true power, with power that uplifts, with power that equips, with power that heals, with power that transforms lives this Christmas start with yourself. Be gentle with those tender parts of you. Be gentle with them. That is the beginning of unlocking your God-given power. Thank you for joining me for this episode of The Best of You. Be sure to check out the show notes for any resources and links mentioned in the show. You can find those on my website at drallisoncook.com. That's allison with one L, cook.com. Before you forget, I hope you'll follow the show now so that you don't miss an episode. And I'd love it if you'd go ahead and leave a review. It helps so much to get the word out. I look forward to seeing you back here next Thursday. And remember, as you become the best of who you are, You honor God, you heal others, and you stay true to your God-given self.